Welcome to uh, the, this week's Progress with Unity podcast. Got a buzzing, buzzing crew in the uh, room this evening. Got buzzing tearing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of Vern, we're missing Rob tonight, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Aren't we? Yeah, I don't know where he is. I do, but I forgot. Anyone? I think it's he, all me. I think he has as well. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> right, uh, Gareth, how you doing? Not doing. I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Adam. Hi. That's bad. Good stuff. Simon. I'm good. Yeah. Brilliant. Mick. Bonsoir. Dan. Scared to death, Barry. This is the Halloween special, after all. Yes, and uh, Paul, with heavy bags under your eyes. Yeah. Freakless nights. Yeah, I've had a few, but uh, good results, keeping me smiling. Yeah. Also, I've not been here. Congratulations. Thank you. From the crew and everybody else. Last week, and then last week I was ferrying backwards and forwards from Brownies. Yeah. Back in business now. Back in business, back amongst us. Right. (coughs) <coughs> anyway, uh, we had uh, uh, an interesting game on Saturday, to say the least. I mean, I know quite a few of us were there because uh, we bumped into each other, didn't we? We at, did. At different uh, times and locations around Bradford City. So, what we'll do, uh, we'll start off with Adam's Off the Terrace report. This is my straight off the terrace report from the Bradford Wigan game. Uh, finished one all in the end. Uh, Michael Jacobs getting the goal for us and uh, James Hansen getting the goal for them. Yeah, I think we played really well. Um, nine games are beaten now, into fifth place in the league and uh, things are looking good at the minute. Um, I thought we played alright uh, on a whole. Could have defended better, uh, not conceding as much corners as we should have. But apart from that, we defended well from corners up until uh, the sloppy marking from Barnett. But I think overall, a lot more solid away from home. And... Uh, Things look a lot more positive coming on the back of two wins and uh, a solid point at a hostile uh, atmosphere at Bradford. Uh, I thought it was great support from the fans again. Over 1,000 travelled again, which is, which is brilliant. Um, the team looked like they want to play for us. Um, Max Power I thought was excellent again. Uh, Will Chuck causing some problems again. One one person who impressed me was Jacobs. I thought it was amazing. Uh, apart from his goal, I thought in the first half he was the one that was running the show, really. Um, yeah, we I'd, I'd say it was two points dropped. I thought we, we played really well uh, up until the end of the game. Got a bit sloppy with our passing, conceded more corners, a bit sloppy marking in the area, and uh, 1-1. So, um, yeah, on the whole, I'm I'm pleased with the point. It's not a lot of teams come away with a point. You look at Bury midweek, they'd, they'd not lost away from home since January, and they'd lost 2-1 to them. So I think take out this draw into our home game next week, and I think we'll be all right. Um, fifth in the league, as I said, above Sheffield United now and Bury. Um, things are looking good, so yeah, one all up the ticks. Excellent, Adam. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Um, Gareth, before we get into uh, dissecting that, um, can you give us some stats from the game, please? Yes, the stats from the game: Bradford versus Wigan Athletic. Possession: forty-nine percent to Bradford and fifty-one to the Latics. Attempts: Bradford managed five, Latics eight. On target. Bradford had three and Latix four. Bradford had 15 corners, Latix had six. They committed 14 fouls to Latix 13. They had five yellow cards, Wigan just one, no reds, and the score, as Adam said, 1 1. 1 1. Well, I think the first thing we'll, we'll talk about is the goals, if it's alright. Uh, our goal, uh, I thought, was very, very good, well taken, pressurising 
the Bradford players trying to come out of defence we won the ball back uh, nice pass to off uh, Don Love wasn't it? Love will tear you apart nice pass, pass to Jacobs who sort of sliced his shot a bit but he ended up in the top corner <coughs> one thing that disappointed me about that goal not from our point of view but looking at it from the Bradford point of view was James Hansen you mentioned there when he he, he gave the ball him and Jacobs uh, challenged for, was it Jacobs it might have been Jacobs or Power I'm not sure both challenged for the ball on the edge of the Bradford area and they both went down when the ball dropped to a Bradford player as he started to break away Hansen was starting to get up as he was getting up that's when Donald Love came in and pressurised the Bradford player and took the ball off him Hansen immediately fell back down to the floor and grabbed hold of his head as though he had an head injury because we was and the ball went in the back of the net and obviously they then start kicking off and Parkinson uh, commented on the referee saying I can't believe that he didn't stop play and I can't believe that he didn't think it was a foul because he sat, he sat in the changing room now with an ice pack on his leg his leg. leg? his leg? he was actually holding his head trying to get the game stopped so Teams play that way, I understand that, but I was very, very disappointed in Bradford. What? Cheating, you mean? Yeah, cheating. Just yeah. a stem, isn't it? Well, I thought so, because they, they were throwing themselves yeah, to the floor. Save the Millwall, you know, the other week down here. You know, they're play-acting, cheating, kind of. Yeah, it was, they were very similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought uh, the, the style was more reminiscent of Bury's as well, you know, with the long ball, they trying to hit the Yeah, well, we discussed before, you know, it's very much of Stoke, of old, you know, that long ball physical kind of game um, which we didn't draw into because I you know you mentioned about Jacobs having a very good match you know he, he was all over the place he was working really hard and you know the, I think the goal was justified mm. passage of play that we had I thought so yeah it, it was excellent an excellent goal what about the goal then Adam you mentioned it there we'd sort of settled the game down a bit <coughs> I think we had we had a lot of control it came off that Reese James header didn't it they, they punted the ball forwards Edit back for pretty much no reason, and uh, first time Barn it's been asked to mark Hansen and it's gone in. Perhaps it was a little bit of lack of communication though between Eskalainen and, and James. Yeah. That he's you know he says leave it. He's, yeah. he's put his head on it. But do you not think? If, I mean, uh, well, though sat at the back of them goals, I thought it was a free header. Watching it again on the TV, obviously Barnett's there. But it, six and one and a half does not know that, but. Uh, Anson did have hold of Burnett and pulled him down just before he jumped up because if you notice where Burnett's, Burnett's head is round the chest area of Anson you know so yeah, yeah. but I know Burnett was pulling on Anson as well very soft I mean Sam's a bit boys before it went over the line uh, very soft the, the player stood in front of the escalator and blocked his view divisive call what's his name divantic divantic call what a strop he had when they took him off as well he never going to be like his dad is he a goal hanger. Yeah. Well. Uh, so it was Athos. Soft goal. I, th- I thought they were a very poor side. I think that you talk about the cheating and stuff. I think when you're that poor, I think that's something you've got to resort to as yeah. a team like that. Well, I mentioned something. I mean, I've had a, a, a couple of responses on Twitter saying, obviously, I didn't go to the game then from Bradford fans. But I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to them. They've got such a, a, a large, passionate support. Surely they deserve better football. Yeah. Than what they're being yeah. served up, you know, eighteen, ninety thousand week in, week out, and they, and they have to end you with that because it was crap. It's, it's worse than when we were under Mackay, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah it was crap. Couldn't sit through that every week. Gareth, what did you think of that? 
I disagree slightly. Good, um, that's what know, you're waiting for. It, it, it was a good atmosphere, and it was a scrap, it was a battle, it was a League One battle, you know. But as, as has already been said, I think Adam said it in his, in his aftermatch report, there's not too many sides going to come away with her, from there with points, because, you know, they're, they're up for the battle, they're doing the best. As Simon said, very Stoke-like in, in the way they play. Mm-hmm. Did Stoke very good, they've been in the Premier League for years, you know, so you can't knock it. No, well, it's, I mean, it's just one way of playing football, isn't it? One style. Uh, some clubs are suited to it. I don't think we're suited to that style no, at all, are we? There's a bit too much feigning of injury as well. Cause like you say, with Hansen, um, and then I, I still can't remember his name, number 29. But man. Down in our you know, corner where we had the corner of the ground, and down there, into, and then he gets up laughing towards the Latics fans, you know, provoking that reaction. Mm. You know, there's no need for it. If you're injured, Fair enough. If you're not injured, get up and play. Mm. You know that that is, <clears throat> excuse me, a kind of credible testimony to Wigan because the, they're having to use every tactic in the book to slow the oh, game down. Definitely spoilers. You know? Definitely. So yeah. putting, putting spoilers in there is like, well, you know, they've not got the ball in my whilst w- we're doing it. Wilshire possibly had his poorest game yeah. for us, uh, but they were doubling and, and sometimes three <coughs> players on him, weren't they? So <coughs> that little did you you didn't go and make did you? You know, he, he turns, hits the ball, and, and he's away. Well, when he was turning this in the ball, there was, he, he turned one man, but there's another player, and, and more often than not, a backup to him as well. Well, it just goes to show that this, this is um, an opposition who really done their homework and thought, right, well, how will we going to stop Wigan playing? But it created space for others, though, because then we got Jacobs had a, a lot more room, I thought, and Max yeah. Power came yeah. into midfield a, a lot but more. But the sign of a good team, and <clears> this is what this is where the gaffer is going to earn his stripes, is how do you combat that kind of tactics? What do you put into your arsenal that you can use against a team like that? So you know your key men are going to be targeted and, and perhaps man marked out the game. So what, what's your plan B? So it's going to be interesting to see how we can develop on that. Well, we've definitely got a plan B without any shadow of doubt. Plan B came on in late in the game, didn't they? Pretty brung on. Yes. Pretty brung on the man. Yeah. Well, the two men, actually. Two men, yeah. yeah. Davis and. Going back to Wilshire though, am I not right in saying he started on the right, didn't he? Well, swapping all game, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. but he did about the first ten minutes on the right side, which was quite a shock to me because he's been doing his best work coming in from the left. Really had an effort, didn't he? I mean, they they had it was a counter attack from us, weren't it? That was (coughs) quite early in the game, and it it, it hit the side netting, and there's quite a few cheers went up because it. The yeah. net rippled into it, and we thought it was yeah. Would have been a cracking goal if it, it went in. So what happened after that? Did they only double up on him after that? As no, a reaction no, no. to that? No, 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 no. It was a tactic from them. Yeah. It was definitely a tactic. They, they just went to shut him down, but mm. then forgot about the rest of even the decent players we got out there. Yeah. I mean, we could have put the game to bed, but I think you know, overall, one-all draw. Yeah. Well, Matt Corners at the end. <laughs> well, they were, I was just thinking they were, they were actually playing for corners and free kicks, weren't they? Like you said, Stoke, Stoke used to do that. Run the penalty box, they drop, won't they, to win the free kicks on mm. the Pulis. Always the ball mm. being dried by the uh, ball the, right. They even had that tactic yeah. with the yeah. towel at the side. Yeah. Yeah. Barry, would you like to know what the world record is? World record for the most number of corners in a game? Well, it'll be more than um, Bradford's 15, I uh, Yes, it, it seemed like they had a lot on Saturday, but... Leicester City had 34 corners in a game in 1964. Funnily enough, they lost the game 5-0. <laughs> oh, there you go. Corners don't win your games. Goals mm. win your games. Um, yeah. But they, they, had a, they had about seven 
<coughs> within space of two minutes, didn't they? Yeah. And I, I think that's why it felt like there were so many. Boom, yes. boom, 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 boom. Um, we've mentioned the ref though, uh, Richard Clark. Big shout out for him. <laughs> no. I hope he's doing non-league this week. It looked like a yob, didn't it, with his earth style. Um, for those who didn't go to the game, he's, he's uh, I don't know what her style it is, but he shaved right up to the top into it and then he's got this little thing on top of his head. Um, I thought he was in for a win, he was on a laughing joke with our players before kick-off. You know, when he's warming up, I thought, alright, you know, he's obviously someone who knows a few, like Politan from yesteryear, but then he was just an absolute... Yeah, he's never refed us before. No. He'd been fourth official, but he'd never left us. But it was shocking though, weren't it? I don't know, Clark, uh, Parkinson had a bit of a moment, but he was equally bad for them as he was for us. Yeah, he, was he, just he was consistent. He was consistent on Saturday. Yeah, he was shocking. We're saying this every week, though, aren't we? We're getting like some bigger team fans who always complain against the referees. But yeah, the, the standard is just. I think we've been used to such a decent standard. Well, in. in the Premier League, we were just biased. Yeah. Here, the, 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 <laughs> the shocking. Mm. I was writing something down. Well, Offside or goal for Greg? Exactly. Was that offside? Goal, for, for those who weren't there, probably might have missed this one. Will Grigg put the ball in the back of the net at nil apiece. Very marginal decision, whichever way it was. I, I thought he was onside. People sat at the and said he was definitely offside. Um, I've seen it on the replay on, on, on online, and I can't make my mind up it. On the, it was a very close decision. My first thought when he played, when he played for it, I was like, he might be offside here. Yeah. That was my fault. Well, as soon as he went through it he looked like his foot was just no. it would have been a, a sort of guess decision but I think it was right anybody hear it on the radio? yes but what I don't remember I don't think they said anything about it necessarily they said it was marginal yeah. Talking about it underlines again what a tough job the linesmen have got because mm. three of us have sat here agreeing basically that we saw it and weren't sure when we saw it and yeah. we're still not sure after we've seen it on the internet so but we was in line with it which he was True. so maybe maybe he was right maybe he was right right Gareth I want to come to you for this one uh, how much was your ticket for Saturday? it was 25 pounds 25 pounds 25 pounds yes so which is a lot really for a league one well yeah but you pay 25 pounds go to a football match what do you expect I mean Entertainment wise, it's up to the teams on the day and say that can be a bit it's a miss. But facility wise, what would you expect? Twenty five quid. Well, better than we got. At, uh, <laughs> you know, this is coming, Barry. Yeah. We, we've already spoke about this. Um, can I go on my soapbox? Get on that soapbox. That's what you brought it for. Right. I, I took my lady friend uh, Diane to the match. You did, Saturday. and I must say, Gareth, yeah. quite impressed. Um, <laughs> And Careful. well, I went to the toilet. Some all you right, we're That's at we got match. <laughs> right, you're not expecting the Savoy, are you? But we had one sit-down toilet between all the male away fans. One, and it wasn't nice. Believe me. She went to the toilet, and in the ladies, they had three for the ladies, for all the ladies there, which was a disgrace, apparently no hand washing facilities, no towels and all the rest of it, so I think Bradford City should be renamed Bradford Shitty, because <laughs> it was exactly that, believe me. Well, what, what I mean, did we have on, six, six, was it 12 or 1600? It was about 1300. 1300, so a, a stamp of 1300 people, you've got four toilets. Four sit-down toilets. Four toilets. How does it get past? <clears throat> How does it get past fit for... Uh, Definitely wasn't. Definitely wasn't. 
there was a couple of ladies sat near me and they bought uh, one bottle of not chocolate and one bottle of coffee and they were close as, as close to three pounds as damn it for each one and they were disgusted with it and they, they, I had a taste of both of them and they tasted it was lukewarm and they tasted like dishwater it was it just was, like a little hut wasn't it they were serving disgraceful but then if you pay them the day you got better service and better standards and even beer beer yeah, yeah. Mm. I hate to think how much that was for a bottle of beer though because it was £2.20 for a bottle of pop scandalous absolutely scandalous <coughs> so it's the FAB meeting next Tuesday and it's going to be brought up about this so uh, I've already emailed and they said we can bring it up and we could make a representation to Bradford about it I don't think it's something that should just get swept under the carpet especially if they pay you know they're charging 25 quid for a ticket yeah. I'd hate to be there on a, a wet day as well because you've got no protection from the elements of you on the concourse well, no no <laughs> no Anybody experienced the stewarding and, and policing as well? What, what stewarding? Do you think it, not think it was a little bit heavy-handed? I, I did well, I was behind Gareth. Uh, there was, was a lot, lot of police officers. Wasn't we got an escort. I, one thing I was quite impressed <coughs> with on the coaches, got an escort from the ground right to the M62, straight through after the game. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was yeah. quite beneficial. I'd hate to have been sat in the traffic. Uh, I was quite impressed with the Bradford fans, actually. I walked in with them, it was quite a friendly bunch. I had a good chat with them. Yeah. yeah, I spoke to a few. I'm walking in with the family, and it was, it was really good, really. Good stuff. Right, so uh, three points. One point. One point. Lost. <laughs> so, <laughs> two points lost. Two points lost. <laughs> Seven out of nine's not bad, though. Yeah, when you put it in that context, it's yeah. not bad at mm -hmm. all. Well, up to fifth, that's, that's, what <clears> I was gonna, that's what the, the thing I was going to come to. I mean, if you, if you look, the last few weeks we've been tracking, if not slowly closing on the leaders. You know, all right, the leaders have changed, but as long as we're getting closer to that top spot, can't argue at all. No, I think most people said at the start of the season, if we're in the uh, playoffs come the end of October, we'll be quite happy, and that's exactly where we are, isn't it? I know we've got a game on Saturday, but at this point, we're in the playoffs, so uh, it's tight. And which we said, you know, it could be. Yeah, very tight. You, know, very you, you expect the first quarter of our season to be the hardest as you pull the squad mm -hmm. together. So the squad has come to nicely yeah. Plus, get over the uh, get over the injuries as well, which we, we've had quite mm. a few, haven't we? Uh, I mean, I, I've obviously not been here for two weeks, but I, I've listened, and the two comments that I've taken away, and and thought, yeah, you've absolutely nailed that, boys. Whereas Gareth talking about the combination of Power and Perkins just running midfields and just running it opposition midfield into the ground. And then Mick made a comment last week and said he's enjoying being a Latics fan. Yeah. It's, it's good to be a Latics fan now, yeah. isn't it? It yeah. really is, because yeah. um, we can see that our, our team are trying. You know, they're, they're actually getting a little bit fed up with one another when something goes wrong. They're um, supporting one another. The, the fans are enjoying it. It, 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 it is, it's a healthy time to be with an Athletic fan. When you can get to it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anybody saw talking about going to games and uh, I'm catching up on the highlights if anybody saw the football league show on, or whatever it's called these days on, on Saturday night Sam Ricketts were on you know Sam Ricketts ex Bolton Wolves yes. you know, at Coventry um, the presenters asked him who he, who he thought was the best team in the division and he said us yeah. even though they beat us on in the first game of the season the kiss of death but he said he was glad uh, he was quite pleased they played us when they did yeah. and we settled down and uh, he said tactically we're far and away better uh, above anybody else in the in the division. 
Super Gary Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's playing it the way that you know we've become accustomed to. Yeah. Well, I like the comments he was making on that fans forum about Chris McCann and the ability he's got to completely switch the team up without having to make a substitution. Mm-hmm. Um, there's somebody at work was talking about um, a different game where substitute. I think it was the Arsenal game last night where um, having made substitutions fairly early on, the options just weren't there because you've got nothing left to switch in and out. Whereas obviously Gary Caldwell's got options before he even turns to the bench. Mm-hmm. True. You can even play power at right back as well. Mm. That's, that's a very good option. Right, let's move on. Uh, Monday this week, FA Cup draw, number 45, was pulled out to face Bury away. Not the most uh, appetising size. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just that, I mean, no disrespect to either of them or us, but we play them they're in our league we want something a bit different always. for the romantics it's, it's give us a non-league can side non-league. can we not say that to Wembley for semis and final what be we, non-league side yeah well no let, you know let, let's get the bread and butter games done like we did when we won it yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, we, could, need, we need to have an easy ties then didn't we could we draw a championship side oh, yet away in the first the round, round. next yeah. round hmm. we did Bournemouth first didn't we that's yeah. all Drew yeah, and Bournemouth then, gave us a real hard game. And then we did, did game. virtually everything else away, didn't we? I think you're right. We won every, every game we won was away from home. Yeah. yeah. Every game we won. Yes, yeah. Including Wembley. Including Wembley. Because we played in our away kit. Both yeah. times we were there. Collect like a salmon. Uh, so, what do we think of the draw? Uh, are, we bothered? are we bothered about the FA Cup this year? Once it well, 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 it's accessible, isn't it? Well, no, Dave. Of course we're big enough. <laughs> if we get knocked out, we will be in floods of tears. I'd be upset. Yeah, we don't want to get an October, do we? We want to win it. Yes. But. Look, the thing is, is why enter it? If you can't be bothered about it, why I enter it? I can't be bothered. Yeah. I remember that, that buzz following that one, top buzz up Beach Hill. It was brilliant. The thing is, though, you know, you got, look to last night, Sheffield Wednesday versus Arsenal. You know, Arsenal played a pretty decent side capable of beating them. Anyone can beat anyone in this football league, sure, sure. So let's go again. Okay. Yeah. That's me told. Let's go again. Let's go and battle. Yeah. It's local Although, well, isn't it? So it's surely, it would have been nice. Although they have now gone out of the competition to Northwich. Northwich would have been alright, wouldn't it? Northwich yeah. rekindling some of the old yeah, games. Gainsborough Trinity was another one. Was from the old days. <laughs> um, <laughs> FC United. FC United. Who uh, they? They've made the news a little bit this, this week. Uh, they've reached the first round for the first time ever and they've been given an home tie against League 1 opposition in Chesterfield and uh, the game's been switched to the Monday night because uh, it's going to be televised and FC United weren't too happy with this because it goes against the principles of playing games uh, at a reasonable time or on reasonable days etc 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 so they wrote to the FA asking, saying thank you for the invitation to televise our game but we'd like to decline the FA's roll back saying, well, you can't decline, you've been told you're playing this on the Monday, and that's when you're playing it. So they're, they're not too happy about this, but they're gonna, it's going to be played on the Monday. They've also been told that they have to charge £10, and, the, and their f- entry fee is usually £9. So they're not happy about this either. So what they've decided to do is, rather than um, fall foul of the laws, they're going to charge £10, but give a £1 voucher to every fan, both home and away, that comes in to be spent. Uh, on, on refreshments etc within the ground I think 
that's a really good gesture. I tell you what, if you can't get anything in the ground for a for a quid, it's not bad that because they'll they'll really ramp the they're either giving away nothing because people don't redeem the vouchers or they're ramping up the sales inside the ground. So it might be a bit more than just a publicity stunt. Mm. It may be, it may be not. Well, it's quite a yeah. smart business move yeah. as well. But they also have to split the gate with the opposition, don't they? Well, it goes three ways, don't it? <coughs> Third, third to them, third to opposition, and the other third goes into the pot to be dished out. Yeah. Next we got 1.9 million for winning it, haven't we? Yeah. Pocket change. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think it's a good gesture anyway from FC United, so well done on that. It's uh, so about time the, the, the big boys stood up. If you don't know, Bayern Munich, when they played Arsenal the other, the other week, uh, they had a bit of a fans protest at ticket prices. And they decided not to take the seats until was it ten or fifteen minutes after kick off? <coughs> yeah, it was a short time after kick off. Sixty four yeah. pound a ticket though. Absolutely scandalous. Yeah. What would the Bayern Munich charge about fifteen quid? Yeah. Cheap to go and watch Bayern Munich than it is to go and watch us sometimes. The protest is. Yeah, but it's not as good as watching us, is it? Yeah. Why? <laughs> why pay sixty four pound for a seat than just protest about it? Why don't? It'd be more effective just not to pay it, no one turns up, and then that's more of an effect. They lost as well. Yeah, they lost. PFA Player of the Month has been announced by League One, and Will Grigg is part of the nominations. Now, I'm, I'm a big Will Grigg fan, and I, I do like him, but for me, he hasn't been our Player of the Month. Um, when I say nominations, it's, it's for the All of League Two, because five, five players have been nominated, and Lee, Lee, uh, Will Grigg is mm. one of those. Has he been actually one of our ever presents? No. So uh, no. Has yeah. he even finished the whole game this month? He's usually been taken off, yeah. hasn't he? I think what they've done is, is looked because they're all strikers. Yeah. yeah, so it's who's been scoring the goals, and I think that's how they've done it. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've got to pick someone from us, I'd, I'd go Perkins. Mm. I'll second that. Mm. You can't argue with that. Max Power as well. I think he's, yeah. he's every game he gets better. Donovan Daniels has done a cracking job at right wing back. Yes, I don't think you can overlook Jacobs. Yeah. You can't overlook him. Craig Morgan's since he's come back. Yeah, come on, sure. Basically, we'll every, everybody yeah. else, yes. Yes, yes, Lyons, Stephen Holdyfen. Now, let's not take it away from him. Greg, Griggs has done. Go on, yeah, you know, we're proud of him. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not knocking him. Don't stop, mate. Carry on. When you think that, like you said, Perkins has, has not missed a, a game, he's played every every minute of every league match. I think we've, had a, we've had a good month, really, as a, as a team, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. I think Perkins has been effective in the games where we haven't been quite as effective as a team. Did we win the Tins of Paint? The Johnston's paid team of the round. I don't know. I know we were nominated. <laughs> what? what a crap prize that is, isn't it? Team of the round in the Johnston's paint trophy. Not yeah. if you need paint in your Tins of paint. So see you later. Because yeah. I'm decorating that. Yeah, I could really do something. You know what? Well, I've don't knock it. Well, I've been well. Paint all the red seats blue. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Adam. <laughs> Talking of Wilshire, somebody <laughs> mentioned Wilshire there. Uh, in the Telegraph this week, Birmingham have been linked with a move for him in January. So I don't know if there's any truth in that or it's a lot of nonsense. I, ca- I can't see the man go to a rival club in the Championship. He's better no. off playing his trade at Wigan. Yeah, depends on the finances, but you, if you take the finances out of it and Obviously, if they come in with a, a big sack full of cash that we haven't got and we can't match, 
it sways the deal, doesn't it? But well, it does. If he wants to go, but he's he, playing for us. He's happy playing for us. Uh, he might just sit on his contract at the end of the season and all just sign for us in summer. Yeah, all things being equal, we're in the we're in the box seats, aren't we? Mm. I I don't think we'll keep him. I think it depends where we are in January, mate. Yeah, it does so, indeed. Yeah, it does indeed. But even so, let's say we're top of the league. He is. He's a class player. But he's not done anything in the championship, he's though. Not that, he's, he's not that class, though, Mick. He's just. He's not done anything in the championship. I think he's a class player. We do. Could we love him? I, I, always... I, I, I think he's he's a Premiership bad player. He's like a young Gary Teal. <laughs> I, 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 no, I would say I more. Thought, I thought he was going to say a young Antonio Valencia. I was going to say Valencia. Mm. But Gary Teal. I, t- I tell you what, Mick, if we carry on like we're doing, we've got one or two that are bound for the Premiership. Uh, that's going to be uh, a danger for us, actually. Yeah. At the end of this season, because so many good players, or so many, let's say they were just average players, they're going to come up looking as really good players. They're going to be sniffing around and poaching our players. Right, Mick, while well, we've got you. Saturday, we've got Swindon Town are coming to the DW. Swindon's, Swindon are coming to Swindon. Swindon, the, the Wiltshire Robins will be up here. So, Mick, I believe you have got for us a Swindon oh. preview. Right, over to you, Mick. I'll sit, sit back and get there. What is unique about Swindon? Magic roundabout. It's the only club in Wiltshire. Swindon Town and Disney World. Swindon. It doesn't contain any of the letters that you find in the word mackerel mackerel as in the fish can oh, you think mackerel. right okay then can you think of any other football team that can boss the same weird facts if anybody <laughs> knows this tweet in the answer to Barry you've all got his email address if you know I'll leave it on the thing at the end well email me don't tweet me okay. with, with so, email address anyway here's a few more interesting facts about Swindon then Ian Fleming lived in Swindon he moved there in 1959 and he lived there until his death Swindon boasts a unique pub called the Goldfinger Pub. Sir George Martin, the famous producer, music producer, he actually scored, he scored the music for The Live and Let Die From. What else is famous about Swindon and James Bond? Well, it's actually appeared in two of the films. The first one, <clears throat> in 1984, in A View to a Kill, and it starred actually Fiona Fullerton. Swindon is famous as Railway Town. What other famous football team? came from railways. The other, the other famous football team from, come from a steam locomotive works was in fact Newton Heath, who were better known now as Manchester United. Swindon entered the Football League in 1920s and founded members of the Division 3. In 1969, Arsenal at Wembley, they beat them and two goals scored by the legendary... Don Rogers. Don Rogers, yes. Now, the reason I mentioned that was the fact that because there was a Division 3 club, they weren't allowed actually to go into the first cup. Now, they went through a little bit of a, a yo-yo uh, few years, from the 80s right through to, uh, well, the present time, really, uh, under managers like Lou McCurry, Glenn Hoddle. Morris Malpass took over the, ro- the running of the club in the 08-09 season. But who did he bring in to help them? Wiggins' own Danny Wilson. Is Swindon the epicentre of contemporary music? Here's a few of its famous sons and daughters, then. In Tickles the Ivories, Jamie Callum and his brother, they are absolute top Swindon fans. Who lived in Swindon from the age of ten? The one and only Gilbert O'Sullivan. And just one more musical footnote, which might be worth considering for later's uh, musical choice. Swindon is proud to have spawned and nurtured the brilliant punk band XTC. And their greatest hit oh, was making, making plans, plans for Nigel. Well done, mate. Well, thank you.
That mix, that was mixed preview. Swindon Town been in a bit of two of my this season. Opening day, they beat Bradford 4-1. It's been a bit downhill from then, Gareth, hasn't it? It has indeed. As you know, I like to look at the last six. Mm-hmm. The last six results. Six results. They managed to draw at Doncaster. And then it went downhill from there. They lost against Blackpool. They lost at home against Peterborough. They lost 2-0 against Millwall. And 2-1 at home to Oldham. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, they managed to draw to a piece with Coventry last week, which is a bit, a bit of a good result, really, after... Uh, yeah. In the last nine games, um, they've, only, they've only managed two draws. They've lost the rest. And they've conceded 18 goals in those nine games. But you were self-appointed. The it is... Um, <coughs> power. Lee Power. Lee Power's taken over from Mark Cooper because he sacked him in save. He's a bit, bit on fur on Cooper, actually, because they've had a massive turnover. Um, as we know, last season they got to the playoff finals and they were Preston did on 4 0 at Wembley. That starting lineup in the playoff final, you compare that team to Saturday's team, who Gareth just said drew two apiece. There was one person who started both games, that's all. Just one person. And that is Kasim. Uh, and there was also somebody on the bench, uh, Abika, on Saturday who started the game. So you're looking at that. <coughs> it's, I mean, we're thinking our, our turnover's big. It's even bigger than our turnover. Yeah. Right? So at least we've got Barnett and McCann. You know, an absolutely massive turnover. But they've lost good players as well, haven't they? Nathaniel Byrne, Fodringham went. They've lost Smith as well, haven't they? That's because they're on the cusp when they've good players. Yeah. That's a problem that we may have, you know, as we said earlier on if we don't perhaps go on to the championship this season is that a lot of clubs may come and look at our forming players and think think so because we put that squad together this summer you'd hope that we'd get money for most of them if yeah. we do go yeah, yeah. yeah. we've got well, contracted for next season we've played Swindon 11 times and there's been uh, three wins for us and four draws and Swindon have beat us four times so they've got a slight edge uh, the first meeting was back in October 1986 and that year we qualified for the playoffs and we played Swindon in the playoffs. The first meeting we lost 3-1 and that's the only time there's been more than one goal that's settled the game. It's, they're always really close to first. Another interesting fact about Swindon, they've banned the media from attending press conferences. They do their own. The, the, contractually they have to allow the BBC in because they're they're part of something to do with the league. I'm not sure what that is. But the local newspaper, radio stations uh, are not allowed in. So you have to access some app that uh, Swindon have gone into um, that they have struck a deal with something called Fanzai. is a, a social media app dedicated to football. And that's the only way you can access the news that they put out. And they put their own stuff out. Oh, Sounds like it would be a better idea just to make everything up, Barry. Yeah. Who made? No, no. Oh, no. Local newspapers. Thanks for that, Dan. <laughs> Referee on Saturday's Nigel Miller. He's an ex-copper. Now Making keeps, plans for Nigel. No, no he keeps birds. Yeah. Keeps he used, birds. To, used to keep things in cages, locking them up. Can I him on Saturday, can't we? He was actually the fourth official. <laughs> that's very good, that. He was the fourth official at the um, Sheffield Wednesday Arsenal game this week. Uh, he's had 11 games this season, 37 yellows and 3 reds. He's previously refereed us uh, against uh, Barnsley when Ben Watson broke his leg that game uh, and a couple of others. 
they don't stand out as having as, as they have bad games or I don't think it's too bad he looks a little bit like a wood web that sort of look about him as an ex-cop as well right side. Si, have you got some odds for us now this week Simon uh, I believe you're going to do a slightly different odds checker and include our promotion odds I am yeah okay. so we'll start off with the game against Swindon we're one to two favourites draw 18 to 5 and Swindon a 7 to 1 so the is heavily favouring us. Don't lie out. Don't so lie no, out. no. It takes a while before a Swindon player appears in the first goal scorer odds. We've got Grigg at 72, Davison holds at 92, Yannick at 5-1, to one, and Nicholas Ajose at 9-1. to one. So, you know, again, they're going big on Wigan. And it's the same with the scores as well. Uh, a 1 or 2 nil Wigan is 7-1, to 3-0, which is my tip for the weekend. 21 to 2, a draw of 1 all 91, and 5-0 Wigan, um, 45 to 1. As you said, I've got promotion odds and relegation odds. Right. We're 8 to 1 to win the league now, 92 to be promoted by the playoffs, 100 to 1 to be relegated, uh, 92 <laughs> to be in the top 2, 5 to 6 to be in the top 6. And Grigg is 16 to 1 to be our top sc- well, to be the league's top scorer. Right. So we're 8 to 1 to win the league? Yeah. All right. Three weeks ago, we were 20 to 1. Yeah. So that's, that's more than half. So it's 7 and 9. Yeah. 7 points in 9. Yeah. So we're, we're coming in. Yeah. And your tip is? 3 0. Athletics on Saturday. Yeah, that's, that's 45 to 1. No, 21 to 2. 5 0 is 45 to 1. That's my tip. What's 7 0? The rubbish these men, the rubbish, we're going to batter them. You have a so good you want to a 1-0 win, which will be 7-1. Right. <sighs> well, Gareth, what have they done in terms of conceding goals? Have they conceded a, a fair amount? 18 in the last nine games, so that's two a game. Yeah. Sounds like Wattix away, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, in Colchester, we had money on, on a Greg Attrick and 5-1. Similar to that, they were, yeah. they, they were massive, but they, but these are 23rd in the league as well, where Colchester was just a point behind us when we played them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're in turmoil as well, these. Well, you've got, if, if you've got a fellow who's sacking the manager and taking over himself... He's an ex-pro and he's managed what? teams before, so he's not right. just like a random, you know. But Banning so the media, it sounds like some kind of crazy despot. It sounds yeah. like it's uh, Eastern Europe.